podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Monday, at the end of this week, Liverpool will take on Manchester City in a massive game at the Etihad. Huge for us because we're chasing top four. Huge for them because they want to catch Arsenal. They will be without Phil Foden, who has had surgery to remove his appendix. So he will miss a couple of weeks. They have a doubt over Erling Haaland, which I'm sure means he'll be absolutely fine to play. Uh, But that is for Saturday. That is not for today. Today, not much is happening. England played yesterday uh, and managed to beat mighty Ukraine. So congrats to them. Uh, We'll come to some more on that in a bit. Uh, But someone asked if I could, following on from doing Europe and South America, if I could potentially do... North America and um, Asia. So today I thought I'd do Asia because I think it'll be quick because I I don't think there's a whole lot of players. And I'm only going to do four countries. I'm going to do Japan, South Korea, Australia and Iran because I I don't know enough about the rest. So uh, let's start with the Japanese squad. Um, The only Japanese defender I would actually want is Tomiyasu. I know he's got injury issues, which, you know, probably makes him perfect for us, but I do think he's very good. Um, he's not actually in the current Japanese squad, and I couldn't tell you about the the, the rest of this crop, to be honest. Um, of the midfielders, Keito Nakamura is a player we have allegedly scouted quite heavily. He plays for Lask in Austria. Uh, he has 14 goals in 25 games this season, playing as an attacking midfielder or forward. And he is someone that might make sense for us. So he'd be one. The obvious one is Matoma of Brighton, who is just absolutely outrageous. Uh, seems to get better by the week playing for them. So he would definitely be one you'd give strong consideration to. Uh, Kubo is immensely talented and I do think in the right shape, the right system, he could be a really, really good player. I do like Daichi Kamada. I would take him, especially this summer when he's on a free. And Morita from Sporting is a good defensive midfielder who'd be a good squad addition for us. Of their attackers, there's nobody in that current group that I'd take. So it would just be those three in midfield. Those four in midfield. Nakamura. Oh, sorry. There's actually five of them. Nakamura and Matoma would be definites. Kubo at the right price. Kamada on a free brain. Um, it's it's a no-brainer. He'd be a really good get. 
And Marita would be a good squad addition. That'd be about it. Uh, moving on to South Korea, Kim Min Jae, I think is excellent. I don't know if he's ideally suited to playing in as high a line as we play, but he is excellent. And if Virgil were to ask to leave in the summer, Kim would be somebody you'd look at to come to come in. Now we'd have to change how we play a little bit, but he is undoubtedly excellent. Uh, of the midfielders, uh, some some young men is listed as a midfielder. I would absolutely take him even at thirty, even at thirty. I, I think he's incredible. He's one of the best players the Premier League has ever had. So I would definitely take him. Um, Lee Kang In of Mallorca, I probably would gamble on. He's meant to be a bit of a prick though, so maybe not, which is unusual for a South Korean. But he's meant to be a bit of a prick. Um, Zhang Wu Yang of Freiburg is a decent player. And oh, at, Ch- at Celtic, looks really talented. He's only 21. Uh, he does look like he might be a very good player. Uh, on to the Aussies. I've never been a big fan of Matt Ryan, but stylistically, he does fit how we play. He's a little bit too short for me as a goalkeeper, but could make some sense. Uh, none of the defenders. The only midfielder that stands out to me is Alexander Robertson, but he's at Man City and they wouldn't sell to us. I don't think any of the rest are of the level required. And then of the forward players, there's Karan Cool, who is owned by Newcastle, currently known at Hearts. He's very good. And there is... Iran Kunda, who Aussies are very excited by, he plays for Adelaide United, but I, I genuinely have no idea if he's any good or not. Um, on to Iran, none of the goalkeepers, none of the defenders. Hoysen Zada, the midfielder from Charleroi, he'd be interesting as a squad player to add as a bit of depth out wide. And that's pretty much it. The only other Iranian that would be of interest to me is Sardar Ousman as a replacement for Bobby. But no, it wouldn't, wouldn't look other than that. Um, I do know Stephen Smith has done the England squad. So let's have a look here. So he went with the current squad. He went with Fraser Forster um, as a backup quota filler. I would say no on the basis that he is hopeless with the ball at his feet. If you ping the ball back at him, it's either going to end up in a corner or, or an own goal. So I, I would say no on him, but I do see the logic. Jude is an obvious one. Uh, Connor Gallagher, I mean, if he's the fifth midfielder, if you play a midfield three and he's the fifth midfielder, fair enough. But he does lack technically. Uh, James Madison I would take. Now, whether or not he'd pass the dickhead test remains to be seen. Talented without question, productive without question. He's got versatility to his game. Not an ideal fit in our 4-3-3, but he could play the right-sided role if he was you know, willing to adapt a little bit. Um, ideally, you'd play a box midfield with him. Uh, he's put Declan Rice, he's marked him too expensive, I would say the same. For what Declan Rice is, anything over $45 million is ridiculous. Um, and then he's listed some players who weren't in the England squad. So 
Mason Mount, we know there's real interest there. Marcus Edwards would be a fun one as another depth piece in attack could be a backup to Mo. Can play that false nine quite well. Uh, Max Ahrens as a backup to Trent is a good shout, especially since Norwich don't look like they'll get promoted this year. And then Levi Colwell, who, for me, I would throw all the money at. I think he is really special. I don't, I don't know if he's Guardiola level. He's certainly not at the minute. At the moment, Guardiola is better. There is a real possibility that Colwell becomes every bit as good as him in the long term. And that they're two players we look at in six, seven years as two of the very best centre-backs in the world. In the short term, Colwell could definitely play that left-back slot where he's a left-back when we don't have possession. But when we do have possession, Trent pushes on and Colwell tucks in to a back three with Virgil and Ibu. Similar to what Barca used to do when Abidal was the left back and Danny Alves would push forward and Abidal would form the three with Puyol and Piquet. Uh, Levi Colwood is, is definitely one. And given he's got two years left in his deal and Chelsea are going to miss top four this year, which likely means a fire sale, I would be in favour of us throwing a big bag of money at them for him because I do think they'd sell him. His path is blocked at... Chelsea now with Badi Ashile. Now, I think he's going to be better than Badi Ashile, but they've just spent 40 million bringing Badi Ashile in. Koulibaly's obviously a left side centre back as well. So he's had two seasons now on loan. He probably wants to go somewhere and settle. They've made stupid decisions with centre backs in the past to Mori and Gwehi. Now, he's better than both, but I still think they'd sell him. Given their financial situation, I still think they'd sell him. <clears throat> On to This Is Anfield. Uh, Fan protests did help remove Gillette and Hicks, the inside story of Liverpool's 2010 takeover. Matt Ladson sat down with Martin Broughton. They did help. They weren't the reason Hicks and Gillette left. Ultimately, with or without the protests, the banks were the reason that Hicks and Gillette were forced out of the club. So yes, the protests helped in terms of bringing awareness to what was going on and making those owners very uncomfortable. But ultimately, the banks are what got rid of those two poisonous snakes. Um, Liverpool FC all-time best 11 as chosen by artificial intelligence. So it's a 4-3-3. Ray Clements is the goalkeeper. Phil Neal at right back. Hansen and Carragher at centre-back. Just no. Absolutely not. Uh, Emlyn Hughes at left-back. Yeah, fair enough. No no real gripe there. Obviously, played more centre-back in midfield than left-back, but he was, he was world-class anywhere you asked him to be. Uh, in midfield, Gerrard, Souness and Barnes. Up front, Dogleash, Rush, and Fowler. Interesting. Interesting. Um, 
Barnes for me would be on the left of the front three. Mo on the right. I'd probably drop Kenny in as a ten behind Rush. Gerard and Sunes as a midfield two. Now, not the best use of Gerard, obviously, but I think that's a, a better balance. Mo has to be in that team. Um, defensively, there's just no question. Virgil is in over Carragher. Phil Neal, it's Trent is the better footballer, but you look at what Phil Neal did for the club. He has to be in, and then it's it's a coin toss between Allison and Ray Clements. It really is a coin toss. Um, Liverpool legends played against Celtic at the weekend. Stephen Gerrard scored. The word legend was stretched and stretched and stretched as far as possible to uh, cover some of the people who played. Um, There were some legends. Gerrard, Sammy Hippia, Steve McManaman. There was a cult hero in Dirk Kaut. And then there was... And Gary McAllister, I put in that cult hero mark as well. But, you know, some of these are not legends. Jersey Dudek, we will always own for Istanbul. The save from Shevchenko and then what he did in the penalty shootout. His first season in Liverpool, he was the best keeper in the league. Then he wasn't after that. Vestervelt obviously won the treble. He was a good goalkeeper for a time. Sammy's a legend. Martin Skirtle is not. Ragnar Klavan is not. Fabio Aurelio is not. Gregory Vignal is not. Bjorn Torek of Army is where we really begin to stretch. Uh, Charlie Adams stretches this to the brink of extinction. Momo Sissoko I love, but, you know, legend is a bit too far. Gary Mack, Mark Gonzalez, Albert Riera, Salif Jow, Robbie Keane. I think he played half for both sides, or at least he played for both sides in this game. Uh, Dirk, Cisse, and Luis Garcia. Um, Charlie Adam being even invited annoyed me because he was just, he was shit. He was just shit and his his attitude stank. So, yeah, we're not having any of him. Liverpool will play fewest games in six seasons with only 12 left. This is by far the worst season Jürgen has had at Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool willing to pay release clause for nine goal, three assist midfielder. I think that's Gabriel Viega. Further development of Anfield could see reduction in stadium capacity. As Liverpool closed in on the completion of the Anfield road stand, a report has suggested that further redevelopment of the Reds' home could actually see a reduction in capacity. Phase two of the Anfield expansion plan, which was announced in 2014, will be completed this summer with the Anfield Road Stadium taking capacities just over 61,000. It will mark a key for, it will mark a fulfillment of a key promise FSG made upon purchasing the club to provide a 60,000 seater stadium for Liverpool. Uh, yeah, it took them 13 years, you know. We should, we should all be applauding that, I suppose. Uh, however, as is the case in modern life, some supporters are eager for further expansion after the completion of the Anfield Road End. That is an extremely difficult and complicated issue, although it ultimately boils down to the fact that people live in the homes directly behind the Sir Kenny Dog Leash stand. 
it's there where the potential next development could take place with a new report on Sunday claiming that FSG will look to improve the stand, which has a current capacity of 12,000. If they do, and no final decision has been made, then reconfiguring the areas in the lower tier to give fans more room would actually see the capacity drop. Uh, the report comes from Alex Miller, so I wouldn't really... Uh, given what, given his recent track record uh, on Liverpool matters, I wouldn't say there's, there's much to be put in terms of faith there. Um, Liverpool own a lot of these houses behind that, that stand. And I'm sure they would be able to do what they did with the cop or with the, with the main stand rather, and buy up more of those houses and do a similar type of development. I I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? At this point, just get the the Anfield Road finished. Then you can look at it. The the legroom issue in the lower county is definitely something that has to be considered. It's a very old stand, that the bottom part, and it is quite tight and quite cramped. Um Jordan Henderson's first international assist in 16 months. Assist is a stretch. He played a five-yard ball to Saka, who then created a worldie out of nothing. He gave a simple pass. He gets an assist, but let's not pretend it was him that created the goal. It was all Saka's work. Uh, Cody Gakpo rejoins the Netherlands squad after three-day absence, which is good. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is attracting interest from three Premier League clubs. Fabio Carvalho spotted at non-league game in Liverpool and said to have had time for everyone. Three assists and two goals for Liverpool's internationals as Curtis Jones shines. Curtis, goal and an assist for England's in the 21s. Fair play. Uh, and who are the clubs looking for at Robbo, do we know? It's Sammy Mockbell who... Spoofer. Um, Villa, Newcastle and Brighton. Brighton have been linked before. I don't see it with Newcastle. Villa could make some sense as a squad player. But his injuries have really harmed him. Like Teams signing him are going to be worried that he's only going to play 20 games if they try and play him regularly. <clears throat> On to Liverpool.com. Barcelona ruled itself out of Liverpool transfer race as Sergio Busquets could move M- could make MLS move. What? Oh, the player in question is Ruben Neves. I I don't think we have any real interest in signing Ruben Neves. To be honest, there's lots on every side about Gerrard and Bellingham and the. Bromance is probably not the right phrase because of the age gap, but there's clearly an adoration there from Jude and Stevie clearly loves what he sees in the player. Uh, Liverpool well-placed after new twist in Josco Gvardiol transfer race. Let's have a look. Up until now, the tone of the reporting on Josco Gvardiol has implied that Liverpool is interested 
in much the same way as Chelsea is interested in Jude Bellingham. The players clearly held in the utmost esteem and perhaps there have been tentative inquiries, but at no point has it been considered a realistic transfer option. After all, there was a belief that Liverpool would go big in midfield and therefore, you know, couldn't afford to do anything else. Um, Gvardiol has a release clause that kicks in next summer, not this summer. So Leipzig would probably want more this summer. However, according to Football Insider, now, unless this is David Lynch, this is spoofing because everybody else that works at that website is a spoofer. And it's Peter Rourke who is a spoofer. So, yeah, it's not even not even worth our while. Uh, we will move on to AnfieldIndex.com. Uh, could Michael Edwards be part of the Ineos United bid? That's written by David Davis. There is a scouting report, report on Per Schurz, also written by David. <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and say he's not good enough to play for us. And it's it's not actually all that close. Um, in terms of new podcasts, there's a new scouted out. Steph and Carl had a look at the Champions League and then picked out winners for the Europa and Conference Leagues. And there is episode 359 of the Anfield Index podcast entitled The Naked Truth. It is Trev, Lisa Marie and Cam discussing Trent, the media transfer churn, bad drivers, space invaders and naked ironing. So there is that. So do give that a read uh, when you have a chance. And that will do me for today. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.